Good morning, everybody. Welcome into 104.3 The Fans Coffee Break. Will Peterson and Rachel V. Hill hanging out with you on this Tuesday. And it is an exciting one because the Avalanche are headed to the Stanley Cup final. Oh, my goodness. Last night still feels like a dream. I was, you know, reading Twitter, going through everything. And I was like, I just need to live in this moment because these moments do not happen very often. And it was so much fun. Yeah, no doubt. You think about the last time a uh, Denver team clinched a spot in a, a championship, and, and I'm talking about the big four here, um, but it was February, or excuse me, January of 2016 uh, when the Broncos were on their way to Super Bowl 50, and the heroes that day were, you know, uh, obviously Von Miller and Owen Daniels and and uh, Peyton Manning and Chris Harris Jr. and Demarcus Ware, and it's like, well, yeah, none of those guys play for the Broncos anymore. So it was a long time ago in that sense. I mean, it was it was more than six years ago. The last time we we were where we are today, Rachel, and that is anticipating a uh, a championship and obviously one game Super Bowl, seven game series, a, a difference for sure. But that's what the Avs did last night. They they won a conference. They are the Western Conference champions. No one is uh, alive in the West anymore other than Colorado. So an exciting morning. It was an exciting night. And now we, uh, you know, I want to reflect on last night, obviously, but now we also like begin the journey of, of realizing this team is going to play uh, for a Stanley cup. Oh my gosh. It's so exciting. And this is actually, I would love for people in the comments to tell me too, do you prefer a series for a championship or do you prefer a game? Just one single day. Uh, I think it's a series if you're the better team, right? And, and the Avalanche are going to be the better team. So is a better team more likely to win a series? Of course, because it's a larger sample size. I think if you're a little bit of an underdog, you prefer one game. And guess who was an underdog in Super Bowl 50? The Denver Broncos. And they won because it was one game and their defense and Von Miller uh, played out of his mind and Marcus Ware and Derek Wolf and uh, TJ Ward had an interception that day. So believe me, if you're an underdog, you just want to play once because you want to subscribe to the all we got to do is beat these guys once anything can happen theory. If you're a favorite like the Avs are going to be, you want to play a series because guess what? If, if Tampa or New York comes in here and, and wins game one, yeah, you'd be bummed. But oh, well, it's game one. It, it's not the end of the world. So uh, I, I think it totally depends on the circumstance. But but for these avalanche, absolutely. You'd, you'd rather play a series than just one game. Okay, I love people in the comments. They're saying always a series, series, one and done for NFL and NCAA are fun to watch, though. I actually think I have to agree. Well, here's where it's hard, right? Like March Madness is so fun because it can be one game and you're eliminated, which is just, it's so much fun to watch. But I guess if you're going for a championship, I do prefer a series overall because I love to see how teams change up what went wrong game to game and stuff. I'm so excited. It's like championship season here in Denver. We got a lot to be excited about. Yeah, no doubt. And you're right. So I went to the University of Missouri, Rachel, and we're not really known for our basketball. But my senior year, <laughs> we were a number two seed in the NCAA tournament. We were planning going to New Orleans for the final four and, and winning it all. And what did they do? They lost in the first round to number 15 seed Norfolk State and ruined my spring break senior year. And I'm still mad about that loss 10 years later. So that's why you prefer a series because when you're when you're on the wrong side of it, 15 over two, it rips your heart out. And a decade later, I still remember it. Oh my goodness, it really does. Yeah, I just think about the uh, St. Peter's 
I want to say penguins, but it's not the peacocks. How could I simply forget that? You know, they obviously had their run this year, but it's exciting. It's a good time to be in Denver, but it's also a good day because today we are debuting Trivia Tuesday here on Coffee Break, which is actually something I've been really excited about. We did it last week, just kind of nonchalantly. And then we were like, you know what? This is a perfect time for people to come hang out with us. So you can either scan the QR code with your phone or you can go on to Kahoot.it and enter in this game pin. I also got it on my Twitter. Feel free to head over there too. And right around 1045, we're going to play. Let's see how well everybody knows this Colorado Avalanche team and a little bit of the history behind them. So we would love for you to join us. Please come hang out with us. 1045. Here's all the information that you need to know. Again, it's on my Twitter too. If we take away this graphic and you still want to join, definitely check it out. Will, are you excited? Do you feel confident in your trivia knowledge? Yeah. You know, baseball last week, I got eight out of 10, right? Which I was, which I was fairly happy with, you know, that's a B minus B's get degrees, right? We'll all take B minuses. Uh, but Jake Shapiro, our, our regular producer, Tommy, filling in for him today, got 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. So I want to win this time. Uh, I think there's a chance we're joined by James Marillat. We'll see. We're kind of playing that one by ear. So basically, if I just beat James, I'll be happy. And, and if someone who wants to play along with us takes me out, all good. Um, I think I know the abs pretty well, but we'll have to see how hard these uh, these questions are. So they range from easy to a little bit more difficult. So we'll see. But yes, please come hang out with us. 1045, join in on the game. We would love for you all. But let's go back to last night because that series ended and started the exact same way. And it was an avalanche of goals. You know, the other two games we saw was a little more, I don't, don't want to say even keeled, but it wasn't as many ups and downs, so many goals in the back of the net. But my goodness, was it fun for the Avs to win at 6-5 last night when you look at the stat sheet what really stands out to you will it's that third period like you don't go on the road in the western conference finals and score four goals in a third period I mean that's just how spoiled we are with this team how unheard of that is that they they could go do that they only get one goal through two periods if I had told you last night through two periods Hey, by the way, Rachel, the Avalanche are going to finish with six goals tonight. You'd have been like, what? They, they have one goal. So uh, I think it was that. I, I think we were just spoiled. Um, so we, we sort of, you know, even the next day, we're still like, well, we knew they could do it. But, like, we have to reflect and realize, like you said, sort of soak in the moment. Like, teams don't score four goals in the third period on the road in the Western Conference Finals. And they did it. And not only that – but they were up 5-4, Edmonton made it 5-5, a score we've seen before in these playoffs. And what did the Avs do? They came out, and in the first minute and a half of overtime, they won at 6-5. Arturi Lekkanen, second year in a row, he gets the game winner in a conference final. So I I just can't get over the fact that they could have just rolled over and died. Like, they didn't didn't need to win last night. If you and I were doing a coffee break right now saying – the Avs are coming back to Denver 3-1. We'd be feeling great. We'd say, all right, no worries. We're, we're going to go for the, the gentleman's sweep tomorrow night at Ball Arena all is well. But this team is so motivated, so hungry, built different, that they came out in that third period and decided we're done with this series. And, and they buried buried Edmonton. Um, you know, I think their psyche, their heart in the third, and then the formality of overtime. So, Yeah, I just, I can't get over what a comeback that was. That was so much fun to witness. 
It really was. Kale McCarr has been absolutely incredible, it seems like, this postseason. And Wayne Gretzky, the GOAT, even was calling him uh, closely relatable to Bobby Orr, which is a huge name if you're a hockey fan. And to be, even be recognized by somebody close by that is pretty incredible for Kale McCarr. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, Bobby Orr's the the greatest defenseman in the history of the game. So yeah. for for the greatest player in the history of the game – to compare you to the greatest defenseman in the history of the game, uh, that's that's like l- lunatic praise. Not lunatic in the sense that um, you know truly crazy, but just in the sense of like it's it's hard to comprehend that Kale is so young and already entering that conversation. And yeah, he was he was unreal last night. Like five points, five points. He had a point on five of the six goals. For the Colorado Avalanche, um, it, it combine that with what he did in game one. And, you know, I think he's probably the Conn Smythe favorite right now, slightly ahead of Nathan McKinnon. Now, you got to go win the whole trophy for anyone on your team to win Conn Smythe. But that's how good they've both been. They're sort of neck and neck. And, uh, you know, I thought Nathan McKinnon outplayed Connor McDavid in that series. But I thought Kel McCarr was the best player in that series. And that praise coming from Wayne Gretzky is, is just Another reminder how special he is and how lucky we are, Rachel. We have Kale McCarr. We have Nathan McKinnon. We have two-time MVP Nikola Jokic. And, oh, by the way, we have a quarterback who's a future Hall of Famer. Haven't gotten to see him do it yet in a Broncos uniform, but that's how lucky Denver sports are right now and really how loaded up we are. Really the the glory era of Denver sports, potentially – you know, the, the Avs won the Cup in 96 and 01, and the Broncos won the Super Bowl in 97, 98. So that's four championships in a five, six-year span. So there's some high, you know, high expectations to fill here to be in the, the glory days. But could we be entering a, an era where the next five, six years we're talking about four or five championships across all our sports? Absolutely. So we may be at the start of something special brewing uh, with those three teams and then you know, the team at 20th and Blake has a fun party deck. Mm. <laughs> Indeed they do. Maria in the comments says, so fun to be a Denver sports fan. But then we also have Giovanni who says, talk about those outrageous ticket prices for the finals, Will. Yeah, I wrote a story uh, for DenverFan.com this morning uh, about the get-in-the-door price, Rachel. So we're not talking, hey, sit in the club level near center ice. Mm-hmm. We're talking tippy-top of the arena probably behind one of the goals and the get in the door on the, the four major websites. I checked secondary market in between 900 and $1,100 for game one. Uh, mind you, this is before they charge you those crazy fees and stuff like that. And this was also only for game one. I saw tickets for a potential game seven closer to 1200 to $1,300. And again, this is for one ticket. So this is if you want to go by yourself, which you know, if you want to go by yourself, all good. I get it. We all want to all want to witness this. But most people are going to be looking for two, three, four tickets. Mm-hmm. So you're honestly fees, everything. If you want to sit in the top of the arena, you're looking at five grand all in uh, to go to a Stanley Cup final game. So uh, I, I get it. It's the finals. I, I wish I could sit here and, and say, you know, let's make it more affordable for, for everyone. But that's kind of just how the, the market's going to work on these and these these secondary ticket markets are going to charge these fees and the resale and all this and that. So if you're fortunate enough to have an in with the abs, obviously you want to buy the tickets directly. Uh, but if you don't, 
then uh, I guess save up a couple paychecks to uh, go to a Stanley Cup final game. Zach Bai had a great tweet last night. He was like, can we all not buy any tickets so that they hopefully will drop the prices so that they'll go down for everyone? Because no one wants to spend that amount of money. Even if you can, you still wish you could spend a little bit less, right? Like those prices are absolutely outrageous. Yeah, it's a lot of money, obviously. And, and to Zach's point, supply and demand, like if the if the if no one buys them, then you know, twenty four hours before game one, they're going to go down because people want to sell them. So it will be interesting to monitor, Rachel. You know, once we know the opponent, once we know the exact dates, and sort of what the tickets do in the next week or so before whenever game one is, like what will truly be the get in the door price um, if you and a friend or just yourself, whatever, wanted to buy a ticket, say say two hours before the game, is it going to be closer to to three, 400, or is it going to balloon to 12, 1300? I don't know. And again, we're only talking about game one. Can you imagine if they come back to Denver for a game seven? I mean, that might be a $2,000 get in the door price. Like that's because we, we started coffee break talking the one game of the series. Well, guess what? That's when a series becomes one game. So it's the, it's the whole enchilada in game seven. Um, I would love uh, to go and uh, I encourage people to, to look and, make smart decisions, but I also just don't think the average person is, is looking at these tickets thinking that's something that, that I can afford or really justify doing. Okay, so I have to call out Mark, who in the comments just said, the abs are in the finals and neither of you have any abs bling on the wall behind you. Mark, these are all signed avalanche pucks. I've got a bunch of them here. So we, I got it covered, okay? I got us covered over here. I got my pom-pom, Mark. Sorry, dude. You know what? And that pom-pom, it, oh, goodness, is very important. Yes, this pom-pom. He's also got the broom. I don't have a out. broom. So Will's got the broom for us. Hopefully a sweep could happen. Uh, the, the, the broom's hanging on the wall over there. But uh, if there's a sweep in the finals, I will be stunned. But if there I'm is, shocked. I, I will bring out the broom, no doubt. I would be absolutely shocked. Okay. Well, Gabe Landeskog got asked last night too by Sportsnet about touching the trophy post game. Let's take a listen. Like just before the presentation, some guys were asking Joe Sackett, "What do we do? Was it a group decision to, to touch the Campbell Bowl?" I don't know. We, I mean, obviously we haven't been here before, and we didn't know. There's some some guys want to touch it, some guys didn't. Joe said, "Do whatever you want," and you know, it, who who cares really? So. Uh, you know, it's that's not really the one we came for, and uh, we're ready to re- reset here and get back to work in a couple of days. Would you touch it? Yeah. Yeah, I would. I think it gets in your own head if you don't. Um, you know, I, I, I'm i not the most, like, superstitious jinx-type person, um, mm-hmm. and I, I just think you're you're sort of playing with fire. It's almost like you're not recognizing the accomplishment if you don't touch it, right? Like <laughs> – let, let, let's acknowledge that we did something really cool. We won the Western Conference. We're the only team in the entire West that still has a chance to win this thing. So I would. How about you? I would touch it. Yeah. I get the superstitions. I looked at my boyfriend last night when he wasn't wearing his jersey right before the third period, and I was like, go put this thing on immediately. So I get the superstition, but I still think I would because you never know if you're going to have another opportunity to even be in that close proximity. I love, though, how he said, you know, that's not what we came for. There's one other trophy at hand, obviously being the Stanley Cup. So they've got that in mind. And it's going to be just straight business, I believe, throughout the next couple of weeks. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, this team is is 12-2 and two in the postseason. 
The, the two losses were both to St. Louis. I thought they were the better team in one, and then the game two loss, the 4-1 loss, they were not. We're talking 13 of 14 games they've been the better hockey team. That is unheard of in postseason uh, postseason play. So they've been laser-focused this whole time. No reason that's going to change now. I think they probably even up the focus knowing they're this close to the first Stanley Cup in Colorado in 21 years. All right. Well, let's get into some freaking trivia because I'm excited about this. Our very own Jake Shapiro is down at Ball Arena, too, and he's going to be hopping in here to join us as we get into some Colorado Avalanche trivia. So let's bring in Jake. Jake, how are you? How's Ball Arena? I'm good. It's There's a lot of stuff going around on here, as you can kind of hear. Um, I'm literally sitting in the middle of a hallway outside the Nuggets locker room because it's the quietest place going on. I think they're transforming the rink right now into a field because the Mammoth play on Saturday. Um, they do. So, yeah, there's a lot going on out here. I like it. I like it. Well, are you feeling confident on some Colorado Avalanche trivia? Uh, not against Will, no. Okay, well, we're going to see. All right. Share the screen. So go ahead. You can either scan the QR code with your phone or you can go to kahoot.it and go to 666-2311 as your game pin. So we'll wait a little bit. Jake's already on there. Please feel free. Join us. Put it to the test. We would love. Oh, I love this, guys. Thank you so much. Keep it coming, though. We would love for more of you to do it. Oh, we also have James Merrillat in the building now. Let's bring him in. James, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Can you guys hear me okay? I got you. I got you. We got you. All right. Excellent. Excellent. All right, now, James, James you can you figure this out? Oh, so I have to do, like, uh, barcode <laughs> and stuff here? Yeah, you got to enter in a game pin. All right. Well, how the heck do I do that? Where do I go? Come on. You, you getting the elderly guy on here for this? Listen, James, I don't know how old the other people on here are, but I believe in you to be able to do this. So you go to kahoot.it. Kahoot.it. Sure. Yeah, that's in my favorites. <laughs> and you're going to enter in the game pin 6662311. That sounds a little demonic, but okay. 6662311. I've entered it. Oh, I got to come up with a nickname. Whatever sure. you want to be, James. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> I think we have about 10 of us in here. This is great. Yeah. All right. I'm ready. All right. Let's start this up. Thank you, everybody, again for joining us. Let's do it. So I do want to let everybody know you get one choice, but it is also on a timer. So you got to kind of be speedy quick with this, okay? So it's on a timer, and the faster you answer the question, the more points you get. So I want to make sure I say that up front. But let's get this thing going. All right. Again, these questions range from easier to more difficult. So let's get into it. What was the original name of the Colorado Avalanche? That was the Colorado Rockies. That's tough. <laughs> you even got the Lanny McDonald mustache for it. Oh, <laughs> no. Are you going to bring it down a little bit? Wait, you intentionally misspelled the blue one? I did. Yeah. Hey, that's oh. tricky. I like it. Good work, Rachel. That's ridiculous. <laughs> you went with the Nordics? I just ty- I looked up as quick as I can. She said speed was a factor, dude. <laughs> wow. I'll tell you what, that was a miss. That's pretty bad. 
Yikes. All right. Next question. Jake must have better Wi-Fi than I do. Ballerina Wi-Fi. The Colorado Avalanche changed their name in 1994. True or false? Well, it's a confusing question. Very. I, I have a feeling I'm going to get angry at some point during these nine questions. Because <laughs> they weren't. Like it's just it, they weren't the Colorado Avalanche in 1994. But they, they weren't. Were the, they changed in 95. Mm-hmm. But they were. They did change their name. They were the Colorado Extreme. <laughs> no, they were the Quebec Nordiques. Well, no, but they cha- when they first moved here, they were the Extreme for a hot second, and they changed their name to yeah. the Avalanche. The Extreme with no E. It started right. with X. How epically bad would that have been? Okay. Jimmy leading the way. You got to go to VAR. <laughs> what year did the Avalanche win their first Stanley Cup trophy? Is there any tricks on this one? I don't know, Will. I don't know. I'm sure you'll find some reason to complain. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We really need James to miss because if he wins this, he's going <laughs> to be lo- talking about this for a long time. How many times have the Colorado Avalanche won the Stanley Cup? Someone needs to go, like, you know, unplug that plug <laughs> on his Wi-Fi down there at the studio. All right. Jimmy's still in the lead. Look at you're in trouble. Jimmy. Like, has anyone ever even called you Jimmy? Uh, yeah, I got some buddies that call me Jimmy and, you know, it's like the alter ego, you know? Okay, I like it. Maybe has a few cocktails involved with it. (laughs) In 1995-96 regular season play, where in the Western Conference did the Colorado Avalanche finish? Good question. I don't, this is the first one I don't know. Me too. You're awfully silent up there. Yeah. Were they the, were they the one seed? They were either the one or the two. Yes. Got it. The two seed. Shout out Burbs and Ronaldo, both right yeah. there. How many Avalanche players have scored an OT goal in the oh, playoffs geez. this year? Um, this year? Even this yeah. year. Yeah. Wait. I might be off on this question. You might. Oh, well, challenge flag. Where's Fangio? Yeah, you might have to throw it, but. Wait, it what? They haven't seven. played seven oh. overtime games. They played, they're three and one in OT. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I meant game winning goals, not OT. Guys, I was writing this last night very late. This one was on me. We'll take this question off. Everybody missed, so it doesn't matter. It's right. true. That one was on me. I'm sorry, everyone. That was on me. First time trivia. If somebody had guessed wrong or guessed that and got an illegal point, that would have been different. It's just a skip. See, look, standings didn't change. True or false? The Avalanche did not have a losing record this year. If you missed that, go ahead and log out. Oh, I think I did miss it. That's (laughs) worded tricky. Oh, that's bull. This is bull. The double negative. Come on. Oh, I did get it right. Okay, good. Wait, no, it's true. Everybody else got. Yeah, eight of nine said true. That's true. 
The no, Avalanche it's, it's, did have a losing record this year, though. At some point, they did have a losing record. Yeah. Yeah. They started off slow. They started off horrible. But, like, this, I, I consider that as the full season. Yeah, losing record this year is their season. I think that's a great question, Rachel. I'm good with that. I actually just read it wrong and answered it wrong, so that worked out terrific. Yeah, you're the only one. The other eight of us got yeah. it wrong. Yeah, well, reading comprehension sometimes burns you. I Tough see break. your point. I see your point. Tough break, smart guys. Oh, man. <laughs> Look at that. I mean, This geez, was rigged. I, this was I'm going to go host with Zach and just cruise to my win here. Oh, my goodness. All right, true or false? Pablo Francois recorded his sixth straight win and matched the team's franchise record for longest postseason win streak. I don't like two-parters. I don't like two-parters at all. I know half of it's true. Will looks pissed. Will's just angry. Oh, he's on that definitely last one. He's so hyper competitive. That one is indeed. True. Guys, I am Peyton Manning in a Colts uniform in this thing. Like, I can take the last question off. Rest my starters. (laughs) James, I would get so infuriated if I was playing against you. Who did the Avalanche open the season against? Well, is it the regular season? Regular season. (laughs) These are all true. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I just picked a color I like. Who cares? <laughs> he just picked. <laughs> ah, it, sure. Could have been the Blackhawks. That's fine. I'll buy that. Blackhawks. All right. Let's go to the podium. Will. Nice job, Will. <laughs> 51 nice job, Jake. Oh, Jake. Nice. And Jimmy. Coming in hot. All right. So I will. I have to give hey, it now, to James. For the record, I won by 1,400 points. The BS question was 950. So take it out if you want. <laughs> Fine. I still won. Yeah, but 950 swings. So that's a 1,900-point yeah. swing. The Colorado oh, Extreme. Oh, yeah, never mind. I won. <laughs> Colorado Extreme. <laughs> no, but if okay, I'd have read it right, I would have gone the same here. way as you. Lesson learned, I have to extra clarify, although I only get a certain amount of characters when we build these questions, so it does make it a little little tough, but we'll be back again next week for trivia. So James, Jake, appreciate both of you. Everyone else, thank you so much for playing with us. We're going to do it again. It's going to change up from Colorado Lynch. We're going to do Broncos, maybe throw in some baseball ones for Jake again. We got a lot coming, so make sure you join us every single Tuesday for that. But James, you seem like you got something to say. I do. Do I get to come back? Like I'm the Kim, Ken Jennings? Is that what the deal is? Absolutely. Any Tuesday, okay. you're more than welcome. Everyone is. All right. That was fun, guys. I enjoyed it. See ya. Good job, James. Bye, guys. All right. Well, I'm sorry. I, I guess I did give him the one question. No, you're good. You're good. We no, live you and we learn, right? I, no, I must say you did a nice job with it. It was, um, you know, putting trivia together. It is a lot harder than people think, especially putting answers up there that are going to tempt people when it's multiple choice. So you did a nice job. Like I was trying to go for speed on that very first question. And I just looked up and saw Quebec and it was like that one. And you did well. It was, you did the, the Nordiques or the Nordics instead of the Nordiques. So 
I will uh, kudos to you. Golf clap. And on the one that, you know, we gave you a little a bit of a hard time for, I get it. Like, you you meant, you were trying to say, like, hey, does everyone remember they started the season, like, one and four or yeah, whatever yeah. it was. They they did get out of the gate slow. So I see where it was coming from. But I got to defend the people here. There's a reason eight of the nine of us were confused. It was It was a little tricky to to read between the lines on that one. That's all right. I will apologize to everybody no, on that one. I should have said at any point in time during the season, did the Avs have a losing record? There we go. Clarification. But that was fun. So thank you again to everybody that joined. Let's get into a little bit of Bronco talk, though. OTAs continued, and our very own Andrew Mason gave us a recap on what he saw yesterday. Hi there, Andrew Mason for DenverFan.com and 104.3 The Fan out here at UCL Training Center where the Broncos wrapped up another day of OTAs here on Monday. What stood out? First of all, the deep ball. Russell Wilson and the quarterbacks going short. A lot of screen passes, dink and dunk. They are working on third downs today, and then they went deep. A couple of deep balls from Russell Wilson. One down the left sideline to Albert Okwebunam. One to Tim Patrick on a post route beating Michael Ojemudia down the middle. So you see that electric deep ball from Russell Wilson, that accurate deep ball from Russell Wilson. That part is certainly as advertised. But there were a bunch of players who weren't out there today. Jerry Judy dealing with a groin issue, not out, not out there, at least past individual work. Pat Sertan, Greg Dulcich being, precaution, being precautionary with them. DJ Jones, same thing, precautionary with him. So you still see some shuffling of the roster as a result of that. One player who did get out there in team periods briefly was Graham Glasgow working with the backups as he continues to work his way back from a fractured leg and torn ligaments. And one final thing, it was interesting, something that Nathaniel Hackett said after practice. He talked about how he and defensive coordinator Ejiro Evero prepare for practices, and he said, hey, they don't really go over what they're doing offensively and defensively with each other. So, as Hackett noted today, he saw the pressure coming from the defense, and so getting deep and getting the big play deep was a way to kind of account for that. Interesting little give and take that we see from the offense and the defense out here at OTAs. I'm Andrew Mason for DenverFan.com and 104.3 The Fan. Take care and thanks for watching. First of all, you got to give Matt props to him because it was so windy out there and he just kept riding with it. But does it concern you at all that Jerry Judy left the training field limping a little bit? Yeah, it's funny watching that. I I figured you may ask me my biggest takeaway and that was my biggest takeaway was that Mm -hmm. Jerry Judy was hurt, and I get it. It's June 6th, it's OTAs, it's voluntary, but are we going to start to see a pattern with Jerry Judy where he just can't seemingly stay on the field? Like We started to see that with Drew Locke a little bit early in his career too, and believe me, I don't think Drew Locke's a great quarterback, but I think a big reason that derailed his career in Denver was his inability to stay healthy, and with Judy – it just feels like it's starting to develop into a little bit of a pattern. So, yeah, it does concern me. Um, you know, I think he'll probably sit out the rest of OTAs this week. He'll probably sit out mandatory mini camp next week. And the hope is he's good to go at camp. That's all fine and dandy. But now we've just missed five, six more practices where Jerry Judy could work with Russell Wilson. So um, I, I'm, I'm concerned. And, uh, you know, it's, it's minor in the grand scheme of things, but is it a bigger pattern? Potentially, and that's where it starts to worry me a little bit. 
No, I'm with you right there on everything that you said, but who are you most excited to see at mandatory minicamp? <laughs> well, it's mandatory, so let's see if Melvin Gordon's here, right? Well, that's the name that pops in my head too, Will. I'm with you. Yeah, I was not a huge fan of uh, the Broncos re-signing Melvin Gordon. You and I had talked about, you know, maybe should they have looked at a guy like Philip Lindsay instead? Um, I don't think Melvin Gordon knows his role is going to be so diminished on this team, or or maybe he does know, but he's not willing to accept it and, and showing up or not showing up to this stuff is, is a little bit of a red flag of like Melvin's all about Melvin. Well, how's Melvin going to feel when Melvin gets 20% of the carries this year? So I want to see him out there. See, uh, he better show up, you know, cause again, it's mandatory. He can get fined if he doesn't. And uh, it, it will Javante Williams really start taking the reins uh, as the guy, like we're uh, we're going to see in training camp, we're going to see in the preseason, and then we're going to see in week one, sort of how does Melvin Gordon react to that? I think will be very interesting. No, I'm with you. That's the number one name that I'm like, all right, let's see how he looks out there. Let's see the connection between Melvin and Russell, what that's going to look like. If Javante is taking more snaps, what that all is going to play out. But make sure you stay tuned to DenverFan.com. We will keep you updated on Everything that you need to know about the Avalanche, the Nuggets, the Broncos, the Rockies, we got you covered. DenverFan.com. Follow us on social media as well. Will, thank you so much for playing trivia today and for joining me on Coffee Break. Always appreciate you. Nice job, Rachel. And uh, you did a good job with trivia. Don't beat yourself up over it. So First time, somebody called, said, you're like a teacher. You know, I'll take it. You can only get better from here. So, <laughs> But next time, you know now. These are going to get a little tricky. So yep, be, yep. be on your the edge of your seat as we get ready for trivia for upcoming weeks. But again, thank you everybody for hanging out with us. We'll be back for coffee break again tomorrow morning, 10 30 AM. Have a wonderful day.